Well, well, well. There was a MotoGP test, so you know the boys are here to give unqualified, biased, and mostly <laughs> ridiculous opinions about what went on in this past weekend. Bo, what's going on, man? Hey, man, not much. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. Hey, everybody. I am Jason, a.k.a. Captain Novice, here with another episode of Parked in Turn 1, officially, I believe, number 77. Is that right, Bo? Official number 77. That is correct. That Uh, is officially the Christopher Mullen edition of Parked in Turn 1. How about that? Was that Vermeulen or was he 71? I think he was 77. Was You know what? I don't know. Are we going to go to the Google machines? Uh, you know what? Let's check out Google. Uh, Vermeulen, Chris Vermeulen was number. Let's see how good my memory is. What do you think? What are you thinking right now? What am I thinking? I think in the Google machine's running too slow, and I've got all. Well, I'm of... I'm trying to get what you thought first. Hang on. Seventy one looks like. I think if that, the picture's right. Oh good. No, seventy seven. Seventy seven. Boom! Killed it again. Well, listen, everybody, I know you didn't come here to hear about how smart I was. I see a 71 on his, uh, no, I see 71 for no, sure. 71 in, uh, in GP looks like uh, 77 in Superbike. There you go. Uh, maybe that's what I thought. Yep, I see it right there on a green Cowie. Um, anyway, my man Bo is here this evening. Say hello, Bo. Hello, Bo. That's not what I we meant, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no. no man yeah we're here to uh take a peek ahead i think looking into the official sepang test this weekend right yeah um, we 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 saw well we saw this past weekend the test riders and it looked like um uh augusto fernandez was getting to ride is that right did i, yeah, did I, I, did I so. see that correctly yep. i don't think it matters how many laps he does um but he did get to ride this weekend and uh it looked like from the speed trap that the Yamaha has found a little power. Um, they were only one kph behind Ducati in the speed trap, so not bad, not yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, you know, if if they can improve that motor, I think Fabio is going to be a handful. What do you think? No, agreed. I mean, we've talked about this, you know, in the, at length before. We know that. You know, Fabio rode last all last season, just about every single race lap on the absolute ragged edge. So, uh, if they get him a bike that can also handle um, just as fast as it can go, then pff, I, I mean, who knows? Uh, you know, we could. Well, see I was in, I was impressed by Cal Crutchlow's times. I mean, you know, Cal Cal looked good. So, you know, I'm hopeful. Um, I don't know what I was looking at from Honda because I I did see some video of them doing some practice starts, and it looked like the Honda was barely getting off the line. But <laughs> I mean, yeah, and you know, I I, I think we kind of exchanged a couple texts, uh, you know, left and right this uh, this morning. But um, that bike does not look anywhere near, as far as images go, that bike doesn't look anywhere near ready to launch to me. Um, that's just me speculating, obviously uneducated and not behind the scenes, but right. Um, uninformed, right. Unqualified yep. and biased opinion. That's hundred percent. That's what, that's yep. how we make our living. Right. Well, I, I don't think you're wrong. I, I felt the same way when I first looked at it. 
But I was having trouble concentrating on it because of the 600 bikes that Apriya brought. Right? I don't know. That- <laughs> I, don't, I feel like they just got in the factory and like, all right, everybody, here's what we're going to do. Yeah. We're going to make as we're many gonna, bikes as we can make. We're going right to stop now. making the RS660 for three months, and we're just going to make RSGPs. Do, Ready, go. Do you, th- do you think they had, they had five mechanics, and what they told them was one million euro bonus to the guy that makes the most bikes? And they brought them all. I, they must have brought a transfer truck. I would have loved to see that thing with them all tied down. Um, but they they brought, I think it really was six, six motorcycles to that test. Um, and it looks like they're very serious about improving on the year that they had last year, which is should be a little bit of an alarm for everybody because they had the second best bike on the grid, really. Yeah. No, no, um, I think that's a fair, hundred percent. That's a fair statement. That's that was yeah. the second best bike, and honestly, I think it was only the second best bike, um, simply because of the top speed deficit. In all honesty, I mean, right, it, right. I, I honestly believe the Aprilia might have been the best all around bike last year. I mean, obviously, it didn't win the championship, but um, you know, uh, what could it have done with a Peco Benyaya on it? Uh, you know, could it have been, a, or even a a, a uh, Fabio Quartararo, could that have been a championship bike? I think Who yes. Know, you know, it, I mean, all they had was Maverick and Aleish. Well, Aleish, Aleish podium, uh, you know, uh, well, he got did, the win. He, he got that win last year. He got a win. He got a couple. He got some podiums. He actually did really well. He did more than a couple podiums. He, I, there was a point where he had been on the podium on every race. I mean, he he did great. Uh, honestly, he did. Um, do you expect him to do what he did last year again this year though? I do not. I don't, I really don't. I, um, yeah, I, I would love it. But at the same time, I think the end of that year showed the reality of, you know, I mean, I, I think it's that thing, old adage in sports, you know, when you get hot, anything can happen. Right. And he was hot at the beginning of the year. He was, he was yeah. riding out of his mind. The bike was working. Then they had a couple of couple things go wrong and it kind of shook his confidence and then Fabio missled them out of the, the ass and race and um you know so I, I think I, there's I, just a bunch of stuff and I don't think Aleish came back well from that so the ass and race to me that was a comeback right I mean obviously he, he did a, he did he a great job in that race pass yeah. of the season uh to, to yep. pass two people into the last corner in the Gert Timber Chicane um you know to, I think that was for a podium or a fourth place right fourth place you got a fourth um, place for that so but, you know that was his more or less aside from the win that was kind of his peak i think last year because he really did show he he had the pace to win well uh, and then race. later in the year though he thought the race was over when the race wasn't over yeah, like a muppet it, yeah. and it was like and then they left the uh the uh the the electronics were on for yep. the outlap and yeah Murphy's I mean, Law definitely kind of took hold yeah, of Aprilia it, it, at the end of the year. It snowballed on those guys. I but listen, I think they learned from it. I think they, I think it was all a learning experience. And I think yeah, they brought more bikes this year, year so they'll just yeah, swap now they're like bike listen, that works yeah, right. They're, listen, just ride this bike out there, but we'll bring this one out. It has no electronics <laughs> at all. Yeah, you know, no problem. You're not going to die. It'll be fine. Um, I I think. Um, I, I, they're they're definitely a, a factory to watch. I will be very interested to see what happens when the actual when Alation Maverick get on those bikes and see the times. Just like I will be for Fabio and and, and uh you know you know Pecco and and and, yeah. and Nea Bastianini, Jack um, Miller, you know on a Jack on, on Miller. A, on a but you know what? It that KTM looks like they have made some real improvement. Um, and I saw him testing what I can only describe as the side of a Ferrari Enzo 
on one of those bikes. I, I saw they had so many, uh, I don't want to call them wings because they weren't wings. They were just openings for air to go in, air ducts. Mm-hmm. And it was like the I have never seen that, a fairing like that in my life. If you, the side profile of that bike, if you look at the yeah. the front, the belly pan kind of shape coming up from down from the top yep. fairing, uh, has even changed from 2022 to 2023 20, mm-hmm. some. And they took the shark tooth serrations off of the side to the front bearing. Um, so definitely yep. some changes there. And then we saw they have the longest exhaust pipe, I think, on the grid now. Um, yeah, it's it's four and a half feet, feet long. It goes out the back. Yeah, so. it's crazy. But um, I... But their their problem has never really been power, right? Like that's right. really not their issue. I I just I wonder though when I see all these configurations on the fairings, I wonder how much because their problem was rear grip, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. It was always uh drive grip and tire life, right? Like it was that is that accurate? On the KTM from last year, I think they also struggled on the front tire. I thought was some of the issues that uh, were they, Brad Bender well, was I, I remember as well. tire life. I don't remember which tire, but I uh-huh. thought it was rear, but it could have been front. But it, the point is, it's like I hope that they've worked as much underneath as what I saw on the outside. I'm sure they have, and I I just hope that a, a factory like KTM, you know, they they said they had some F1 influence on the fairings, and I'm like, oh boy, here we go. And then when I saw that fairing, I was like, I I don't even know. What if you were to tell me that was a if you were just to hold that in your hand and say what do you think this goes on? I I just said I an airplane I I don't know. like I, don't, I have no clue. So um, but well, I think Aprilia anything actually, to make the bike run. Yeah, Aprilia boasts a new front fairing um, tweak as well. I think and and I think it it comes back to a dynamic front fairing. Honestly, the front wing and the Aprilia looks to me like it's got a. A dynamic component to it it does um, you know that as it but gets so faster, does the, the ktm now a little more yeah yeah and the honda they that i think they all went with that aprilia style because yep. if you look at them from the front they have that little swoop and then there's two blades and so my guess is that you get more downforce by having the separated pieces uh because you push the front down and right, then as you they go can flex on, right yep, as you go faster you, yep, pl- you exactly. flex those planes come together uh, and create one yep, piece and then they less. they help with braking in that regard because of the shape of them um science the front everyone end. science yeah no listen, listen i'm gonna go ahead and pull out the uh the physics on you guys when you pull the brake lever you slow down boom if you that's, pull the brake lever uh, too too hard though you fly mm. and are you speaking from personal experience or a little bit, I am. Okay, okay, right, right. And when, by fly, he means take a helicopter ride, everybody. I mean, that's what he's talking about. Um, it was it was not that much fun for him, uh, but it Somehow was... Somehow you're still getting fun out of it, though. Almost right, two well, years now. You know, I, well, I, to be fair to me, and it's always about me, <laughs> uh, you haven't been back to the track since, so that's our last memory. That's fair. So, I mean, I know. I'm, I'm a fair guy. But... In terms of, you know, what we saw, I mean, Danny Pedroza is going to do a wild card. And what he said was, I wouldn't do a wild card if I didn't think the bike was competitive. So that's really interesting. I, I, I They may have made some real strides over there at KTM. I hope so. Because mm-hmm. Brad Bender on a good bike, I, I definitely think he's one of the best riders on that grid. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Um, and the things that he can do on Sunday are just unbelievable unbelievable and you put that guy with a good bike where he doesn't start from 14th oh he's a he's a he's another handful 
Yeah, I mean, the racing could be so good this year. Yeah, he's got, you know, Brad Bender, he's got that ability to ride around issues of the bike, kind of like Casey Stoner had. You know, like Casey Stoner, melt, he, he molded himself around the bike and not so much making the bike fit what he wanted to do, uh, you know, all right. the time. So right, right. I think Brad Bender does have the ability to take a bad bike on Sunday and make it a good bike at the end of the day. Um, but, you know, and... and to an extent, Jack Miller does too, uh, but I don't think quite near to the level that that Brad Bender. Well, he hasn't really. had to, to be fair. No, Let's see what he has. Yeah, to, if that, if, if the bike isn't great Ducati this year, for yeah, the yeah. last four years now, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. Between Pramac and Lenovo. Yep. So, well, we saw all the bikes are unveiled. What they're going to look like? Um, who's your favorite fairing package? Who's your favorite livery? I have to go with the KTM. I mean, it's it's. I'm a KTM fan, so I have to go that direction. Hmm. I know where you're going to go. I, I know you're still going to go with that periwinkle mauve powder blue um, <laughs> Grissini bike, which I can't knock you. It's a beautiful bike. but Oh, yeah. Is that where you're going? No, no I, I, I actually uh, I was going there, yes. I, that's still my favorite. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it, it is it is what it is. I, I really like that bike. I, I just love that color. Um, with the, with the pink, I think it looked great with, uh, Bastianini on it. And mm -hmm. then yeah. I saw Bastianini is running the pink number again with the red. So that's interesting. Um, but I, I think the, the real questions still surround Honda. You know, I didn't see anything light life changing out of Brattle. Um, I don't right. think he was awful, but I don't, I don't know that the bike made huge strides. And if it did not, I'm very curious to see what that means for Mr. Marquez. Um, you know, he's had a full off season to train. He's, he's uh, healthy. He can do things that he could not do a year ago before the surgery. So that's good. And I'm looking for him to get to mix it up. Now I know in some way he will figure. I, I, we saw it, you know, he's going to figure in races. That's just what he does. Yeah. Regardless of whether or not it's at the front, he's going to figure. Um, but I think it will be very interesting to see what he can do going forward because it's, 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 it's been quite a long time since he's been truly competitive and watching the interview with him, he, he was like, I don't know how I won those three races in 2021. It, he, it was hurting so bad and I still was able to do it. He said, then last year it just got to the point where I, I just couldn't anymore, but we still saw him ride like a demon and he's still brilliant. So we'll, uh, we'll have to see. I'm hopeful that the bike is pretty good. Cause I'd like to see what mirrors got. I'd like to see if Renz is going to do anything. And, um, I haven't seen the LCR bike. Have they unveiled it? I'm not sure. I, I haven't seen it. Um, but I do um, want to touch on, on that really quick. You mentioned Joe and mirror. And I, I, for some reason I didn't make the connection whenever I'd messaged you about it earlier was that, um, Ken Kawachi is the HRC technical director now. Yeah. Um, so that yeah. speaks a lot to me because it, obviously Joanne Muir spent a lot of time in, in the Suzuki camp and Ken Kawachi right. as well has the history there. So I'm really interested even more so now to see that dynamic yeah. in the garage and which direction that development of that bike actually does go. Yeah, that, that will be very, very interesting. I, you know, I, I think, um, he obviously led a successful project at Suzuki. Um, 
why and, and still i i had a magazine up an old magazine i found today talking about suzuki went out winning and i was like oh my gosh made me mad all over again but you know i i think he'll be helpful i, I don't know how they lost their way at hrc this past few years um yeah you do not well i do but i didn't want to i mean i actually i don't i i mean I do because your rider was hurt. He wasn't there to help you with the bike. But at the same time, all of these guys have extraordinary extraordinary amounts of experience mm-hmm. and have know more about motorcycles than I could ever hope to. They've forgotten more than I could ever hope to know. And I, it's just very confusing to me. Maybe maybe it just got too technical. Maybe the sport's gotten so technical that you have to have a serious level of technical expertise to even make any sort of, you know, but I don't um, think, I I don't think it was so much a lack of technical expertise. I think it was a lack of being forced to think outside the box to actually become innovative. You know, mm. they rested on their laurels for a very long time in having the transcendent talent of Mark Marquez. And when they don't have that anymore, they don't, that all of your problems are no longer masked, Right. Um, instead of paying attention to those problems whenever someone like Jorge Lorenzo uh, comes into your garage and can't jump on the bike and just be fast. It, it, and, and to be fair, um, Paul Spargro also showed potential on uh, the KTM. You know, I think a couple co- a couple podiums and almost won a race if it hadn't been red flagged in Austria as well. Sure, so, sure. So, you know, to be, to be completely fair and objective there, you know, the bike, it, it, it didn't show... When someone else jumped on it and threw a leg over it, it did not show any kind of potential. So to me, that speaks more to the fact that Marquez rode around the problems, just like we talked about Brad Bender and Casey Stoner did. Um, And they really catered the development of that bike directly to what his strengths actually were. Um, And and they didn't have to think. uh, They didn't have to have the hard conversations. They didn't have to napkin sketch and start coming up with different ideas, you know. Um, so I think that's a, that's part of it. Um, but I think now they've had to go back to the drawing board. They've sure, brought Ken sure. Kawachi on, you know, and, and the Suzuki, it was such a unique motorcycle in that it really didn't follow any other trend in the, in the paddock. Right. Um, I felt like the, you know, the Honda has, it has similarities with, uh, other bikes on the grid. The Ducati has a little few similarities. The, the Yamaha even is starting to kind of go in one direction, but the Suzuki really went its own uh, development route, I believe. It kept the inline four. Uh, it really relied on its handling prowess, and it, it did well. It still made a very powerful bike, and it, it still had the top speed that it needed to go. Um, but it didn't, especially with air, the aerodynamics package, it was just a unique motorcycle all around. Yeah, well, I... I mean, I'm not qualified to talk about how different it was uh, technically, but I, I do know that the results sure were much better. <laughs> so, um, even though they struggled a lot this past year and a lot of a lot of the season, um, they did win a race, and they they you know Alex Renz looked great for a lot of that year last year. Um, but I did. I, I'm glad you mentioned Casey Stoner because I was watching an, a, a podcast with Casey Stoner where he was talking about going into Stoner's Curve in Phillip Island, and to hear him talk about how he approached that corner and why he did what he did 
was just mind-blowing to me. So what he said was that he he never liked the feeling of the front going into that corner because of the elevation change and there was a you always got a blast of wind across the track right there because you're by the ocean. Mm-hmm. And so what he would do is he would break and then he would break the rear tire loose so that then he knew he would he could cock the front wheel where he wanted it and he wouldn't lose it. And I was like, hold on. Meanwhile, I'm out there riding like, oh, left turn must hold steady. Oh, oh. This guy's out there saying, uh, you don't like the way this feels with the wind coming across the track. So what I'm going to do is I'll go ahead and start the turn, but I'm going to break it, break the wheel loose, the rear wheel loose yeah. and get it spinning so that I can steer it with the rear and the track, the front will just track. Yeah. So I don't think I, I, I could do that with a toy motorcycle in my hand. Um, I couldn't even explain what he said. No. Like that's, that, that's how poor, I mean, but that's what these guys are doing out there now. I, maybe Casey was better at it than other people, but at, on some level, that's what they're all doing all the time, and that's just astounding to me to have that sort of mental calculation at 180 miles an hour yeah, while breaking the precision. rear loose, feathering the front brake, and putting just the right amount of pressure on the inside handlebar, pushing it out so that I can cock the front wheel so that I know I'm not going to lose it. But meanwhile, I've got this 4,000 horsepower motorcycle with the wheel broken <laughs> loose on the rear. And I feel better about that than riding through a gust of wind. <laughs> it's so crazy to me, but I, I it's a, not to sidebar. Yeah, but I mean, that, you and I that, feel like we're pros whenever we change our line just a little oh, bit, right? I mean, man, I feel like I'm the fastest man alive, and then <laughs> you know somebody will stuff me on the inside, and I'll pick it up and put it back down. I'm like, well, that didn't even bother me. So there, ha ha, you know. But this guy's out there like, oh, there's a slight breeze of four miles an hour. I better break the wheel loose at 160, keep no, it at 165 one. with my throttle I'll while feathering <laughs> the rear brake. Oh. Do you want better? Yeah. He calculates, oh, there's a breeze of 4 kph whenever I cross start finish. That means by the time that I get to K- the stoner corner, it's going to be approximately 15 kph as it breaks right. across the surf. So, yeah, no. Yeah, unbelievable. Unbelievable. But that's what these guys are doing at that level. And, you know, we, we do give them a hard time about not performing. Um, yeah. But it has to be said over and over and over. That ninety nine point nine 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 percent of us in the world cannot do what these guys do, um, and that's—I I mean, I would say ninety nine point nine nine percent of the people riding a motorcycle can't do what these guys do, and and that's that's just astounding. But um, I I back to the current GP. Um, I did not see a crazy amount of change on the new Ducati. Did you notice anything specifically? Um, they revamped. I, I think they have a couple different exhaust packages that they want to try. Uh, they have sure. a long and a short. Uh, and I think that they also went down to the side pods on the bottom side bearing. Oh, and okay. They've, re- okay. they've made it larger um, a little bit. Not that it wasn't big enough, I didn't think. Uh, but well, no, I mean, the only, the only ones that I saw. 
are they in Texas? You know, everything's bigger in Texas. Right, but, right. Not yet. But I, 60 days? Well, I, I did notice, there. the reason I say that is because, you know, Honda very clearly changed the motor mounting position in their bike. Um, and that's a big deal. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a huge amount of mm -hmm. engineering. Cause that means all the frames that you had before no longer work. So somewhere in Japan, there are just literal rooms full of old frames, carbon fiber, aluminum and combinations thereof. Mm -hmm. We need to find that room. That's what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> I mean, come on, what are we going to do with it? But the, the, the changing of the mount and the changing of the engine mount position, I think they actually turned it around at one point last year. Like, I, I don't, I don't really know the whole story with that, but that to me though, when I see the different, the different bodies, cause you could see it, the, they, they, um, one of the articles highlighted that, that. Okay. On the on the side of the frame there, you could see the mounting bolts were different. Um, and so they were trying on both and, you know, just trying to see which one they like better, or, I guess, or something like that. But that, to to your point, I think that, that means you're still lost if you're still that's a, yeah, that's a fundamental change, right? I mean, you, yeah, that, yeah, that's, yeah, that's not a new swing arm. Uh, the new swing arm, though, from Calex looks different. Um, there was a couple swing arms out there that I was like, Man, that is weird, you know. Um, but I, I, I think at this point everybody's just willing to try anything, right? Like they, they really yeah, are. Yeah, I mean, it's it's that point. You're, it's we're at that point of the game, right? And and I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know. I, I haven't read the technical FIM regulations. You know what's allowed, what's not allowed. But I mean, how long do you think it's going to see be before we start seeing, um, you know, like differing swing arms or? or different kind of drive combinations that would take up chain slack to allow a, a swing arm to, to be, you know, a dynamic component on the, on the motorcycle. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, that's, I, I think, you know, that's futuristic yeah. thinking, but I mean, right. We see what's well, going on I, with F1 and in auto racing and, and innovations across motorsports altogether. Right. Well, the thing is, is, you know, so overall though, we didn't see any big, changes ducati was still the fastest when they finished up you know and mm -hmm. and maybe they did a time trial and you know you know but no one else did i don't know but you know at the end of the day i don't i don't know i feel like yamaha is going to be a little better i hope they are a little bit i think i don't know am i hoping or do you feel it too what do you think i'm i think mine's i more think we're going to find out this weekend what we're seeing Ugh. um you know because i think uh in in all honesty i think fabio cordaro really needs to come out and not tiptoe around this bike um he has to come out really put something down and see and benchmark this motorcycle uh the first track of the, the first race of the year is going to be portimao um and i think that fabio cordaro to take back the championship, he he cannot ease into this 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 year and this season, um, and wait for Yamaha. So so this test is a pretty critical test as far as Yamaha is concerned to see if their off season was fruitful or not. Right. And I think the the only way that you're really going to know that is if he comes out and just throws down what he can immediately. Um, you know, obviously we we joked prior to to jumping on here that um, Sepang reigns every. 15 minutes so it's it's going to be critical to get a dry time in but i think also the rain time that he can put um in on that yamaha 
um, to get fast in the wet on that bike is also something he's going to have to be pay attention to this year as well. Right. What do you think about the carbon fiber patterns that we're seeing out there? Those things are cool. I love them. I love the big, the big weave that they're doing. <laughs> KTM's always had the, they, they've always seemed to bring that big weave though. Right. every now and again, but, I mean, I think a Priya does it too now, okay. but yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Like, I just really love it. And then, um, I, I I'm going to be very interested, you know, to see, um, these bikes, I, I think they'll probably still be running them in, in black and just the carbon. They won't, mm-hmm. uh, right, take right. the time to put them up, but, um, I, I'd be very interested, you know, um, to see what, what might happen with those things, because I, I love that look and the more that they show it between the livery, like instead of painting or putting a decal over it, I, the cooler it is to me, you know, and, uh, I think a lot of times they, they just cover it all up cause they have so many things on there. Um, but you know, it is what it is, but. I I always I always love watching the test because I love yeah them. yeah it's different yeah speaking of graphics yep. though I think I think uh, Stefan Brottle has my favorite num- I, I I love his number the best it's oh got yeah that neon that neon sign look to it that I appreciate well we know you like the neon yep and That's yeah me. and uh, yeah I I I think. I mean, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm so, I don't know why I'm so keyed up about this test, but I think there's so many questions we all have, right? I I feel like, well, last season was such a a thriller and a nail biter of a season as it, as it went along. And it was such a, just a, a, a whirlwind of excitement and, and, you know, all the way down to the wire. So we want that again, right? So so now you're getting to the point where we're almost there. We're getting ready to see the test. This is our first weekend with real action that we get to watch and enjoy. Um, and yep. then we get to come back and talk about it all again next week. So uh, I get it. Yep. You know, I understand yeah, why you heat up. You know, plus you're, you've been pent up for the last three months. Um, you know, and you only got an hour and a half last time to really talk about it. So I get it. I just, I found myself today thinking about it and getting fired up because I was like, oh man, we're, you know, we're getting close. When they start testing, you know, then you know that the season's really getting close and, and, and it's, it's just going to be, it's going to be really, really cool. And, and, and my hope is that, you know, that the teams that really struggled last year made some big strides and kind of closed the gap so that it's not just about, you know, one guy's riding a, a beautiful bike and the other guy's riding a dumpster fire, you know, cause that's <laughs> yeah. not a, that's not fair to, to, you know, to compare the riders at that point. Um, but you know, as we've said many times, I do believe that, um, Danny Pedroza has gotten KTM a long way from where they were just with his input and his, his knowledge, you know, from all those years of riding. Um, but I, I, it's so amazing to me that these guys are touching every single part of the bike. Like they just, anything they can do, um, from the, from the side scoops, uh, and their directional, uh, directing air to, and, and for cooling or for aerodynamics to the winglets on the front, to the, stegosaurus things on the back Mm -hmm. i mean they are and to your point about the exhaust some of them are super long now 
um, and some of them haven't changed, but it feels like, you know, it just it's amazing that they touch so much of the bike, and sometimes you do all that and you still don't get the desired result. It's still a a problem. Right. And it that yeah. I mean that's not, gotta be infuriating. You know, yeah. It's... Yeah, we spent four million dollars and we got absolutely nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know. Um um but so after after seeing the results of that test, do you have any differences in how you feel about the year going or are you just still waiting for this weekend to really I think this weekend is really going to tell more. Uh, you know, we we talked briefly again before we jumped on. This weekend had a lot of test riders. So we're actually going to see the, the the actual beans that are going to be on the bike all year long this weekend, right? Yeah. Um, we're going to see them work through some different configurations, try to find what their baseline is that they're going to shoot for this year. Um, I, I think this weekend is certainly going to tell us – it's going to paint a better picture looking at the at, – the opening weekend, I believe. Well, you know, I think there's, I mean, every year I think I know what's going to happen and then I don't, <laughs> and <then> it's something <laughs> completely different. Right. Um, but at the same time, it will be very, it will be super, super cool to see those bikes back out on track the, with the riders that are be riding them in the races on the track. Um, and then, you know, we, we we just have to see because you know injuries happen from crashes and and stuff and then we'll you know it's the ups and downs mm-hmm. and the twists and turns of the storyline of MotoGP, um, but I, nope. I know there's one guy in South Carolina that is super ready for it to start and that's me. Yes, you know I don't know yep. I, don't, I don't know about this other guy I know named Bo in South Carolina, but I know Jason's ready for it to start. Yeah, he's riding the fence a little bit I think, but no, I, I do think that going into uh, <laughs> Going into Portimao, the first race weekend, if you bet against Miguel Oliveira, you're you're not you're, you're not very intelligent, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean, well, no, you're not because that's that's you know he's he's shown that's his backyard. He's, he you know, he runs the, he young. runs the he runs that street, and if he, and then if the he, other thing is on a good bike. Yeah, if he takes to the Aprilia quickly. Um, I think Miguel Oliveira is going to be pretty scary this year. You know, he he really could be a dark horse because I think if you put him on a Lacia's bike with the same good feeling, mm-hmm. I think Oliveira has the talent. I, I think That's he's a much more talented rider than yeah. yeah. I I think Alesh is is a really good rider. I think Oliveira is a step above that. Well, I mean, do you agree with me? No, hundred percent. I, I do I, absolutely. And, you know, I kind of gave. Um, Miguel Oliveira, a little bit of grief last year, or even the year before, I think, when he made the comment that, you know, I'm a top three rider. Um, okay, you know, prove it now. But but he does have a few race wins. He's the, he had the most race wins um, for KTM uh-huh. so far, right? But and then they yep. let him go. Yes, so, he does. Uh, I mean, there's something to be said there. And and like we said, you know, he's jumping over on an Aprilia, which is the second best bike on the grid. Um, so could you take a top four, top five rider that's on the grid and stick him on yeah. the second best bike on the grid. And all of a sudden you've got a podium combination every weekend. Um, yeah. that's how you win a championship, right? It, it, consistency and, and good performance. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, uh, I, it's that hard said, to argue, obviously with that said, I mean, it's hard to argue that he's not talented, but it's easy to argue that he's not consistent. 
And right. but we're going to find out if that was the bike because if he's riding the bike that Apriya put out there this year and he can't ride it, then he's one of those guys that needs it a very specific way. That's right. Versus a guy that can just he's just a great rider and he gets out there and and, and there's nothing wrong with the other way. It just means it's not you know it's not the same. Um, right. Let's let's shift gears for a minute because we've had two tests with World Superbike. They were in Portimao, um, and I saw that uh, Kawasaki World Superbike just unveiled the livery. Did you see that? I did not, no. So they just unveiled the livery, and they called it distinctive. And I'm struggling with why it's distinctive. I, I understand it's different than the uh, than the other, but I, I, don't, I don't really understand what's going on with it. Um, so that's not great. But I was... I was watching the times, and there were four guys under lap record pace at Portimao in the test. That's pretty wow. fun. That that's unbelievable. And that there's a part of me that was really surprised because I thought, you know, well, Johnny had a great career. He's still a really, really good rider, mm-hmm. but he's under the lap record. It's not that Johnny has fallen off. It's that Toprak <laughs> and Alvaro are that good. Well, it's the same thing we talked about um, a couple seasons ago with uh, Valentino Rossi. Right, he's running his personal bests, um, you know, and and like you said, yeah, Kawasaki and Jonathan Ray is under lap record pace right now. He's <laughs> the level of the sport has been elevated so much all around. Yeah, I, I so I, I mean, isn't that in that in that hard to comprehend though? It is like I I really struggle to comprehend how a six time world champion is under lap record pace, but he's third or second. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, and, and you know, and, and we don't believe further, he's going to win. Yeah, we're like, well, he's done. <laughs> yeah, but but even to take it a step further, you know, you look at Alvaro Batista's. Um, performance in MotoGP. Well, it was, it was underwhelming at best. Right. And, and now he's in world Superbike and won the world Superbike championship last year. So what does that speak about MotoGP talent? Didn't know. I, I mean, it's, oh, I, oh, these oh, guys it, are just, they're rock stars. I, I mean, they're, right. They're, well, it's the stuff I was talking about with, uh, with Casey Stoner. Yeah. Like, Oh, I, I can, I can think about nine different, equations while i'm doing it but you know it's no big deal um but you know for for all that all that that is i you know it's it's a it's a level of ability that you and i and the even the best club racer we know will never understand um and it is it's just astounding to watch and and so talking about world superbike is it going to be those three guys out there again, just battling it out and top rack and Bautista pulling away at the end because of tire wear for Kawasaki? You know, my hope really wants to see um, Remy Gardner and Dominic Agutter, uh sharpen their teeth and get really get in there fast. Who both did not look bad in the test. They both were in the top 10. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, and, but, they have a little ways to go to get to the top, but they right. they need some time, right? Yeah. So I'm I'm with you, yeah. I think. Um, do you think this is Top Rack's last year? 
I in don't. World Superbike? I don't. You think he stays in World Superbike? Right. I, I do, yes. So do. you don't think he comes to MotoGP? I don't think so. No. Wow. No, I don't. You heard it here first, folks. Breaking news. Bo's glass ball prediction. He's got a magic eight ball that he just shook up, and he asked, he asked it. Again, I've said it so many times already this year, unqualified, biased. Well, do you and, think do you think really top, do you think opinion. Top Rat goes to GP after this year? No. <laughs> <laughs> you just wanted to poke I, the bear, right? You just wanted yeah. To- <laughs> I just wanted to make fun of you. I, honestly, you know, we hit, we've been we took a long time off because nothing was happening, and so I'm I'm like trying to get all my shots in. But I That's honestly, fair. I think for <laughs> me, Top Rack's personality. If you see him, like I've seen him. Riding around the the paddock on a four wheeler on one wheel, and you know just playing around, having a great time because he was a stunt rider when they found him, mm-hmm. and and I just don't think that flies in MotoGP, and I I think I don't think he would have as much fun because I I as hard as he's racing and as hard as he's braking, I think he's having a blast. Well, I, I think that kind of riding style demands a certain amount of flexibility out of the bike. And with GP bikes, they're so much more rigid than than the world the, the world superbike bikes are. And are you I, speaking from experience? No, I'm not. <laughs> but I think you understand what I'm getting at. No, no. Please explain to us now that you've ridden all these bikes. Um. How much more well, I mean, rigid? That's one thing that Gary Gerloff even talked about when he tested the the yeah um, you're right M one you know uh, you're one hundred percent right, but I'm just giving you a hard time. I know. <laughs> Do you love it? <laughs> I miss it. I, uh... <laughs> just... This is the battered podcast co-host. Oh no, this is this is Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> that's what this is. But I, but I I, I agree with you. But I mean, look, he makes that bike make all sorts of shapes, and it doesn't oh, yeah. even bother him. Yeah. And it, and so my curiosity is to see him really pushing a, you know, a MotoGP bike and see what he could make it do on the brakes. Because with carbon brakes, I I think you know you know they have the the five hundred, four hundred, three hundred, two hundred, one hundred, and that guy's already stopping at the one hundred. He's gonna stop at like the six. Like, and and there's I just don't I just don't know I I with you there could be some there are really big differences between the two motorcycles and one being a production based even though we know that frame is nothing yeah, like it's nothing like the frame that you and I see on the showroom floor but at the same time it isn't it isn't a MotoGP frame right so. Could it's he ride that way on a MotoGP bike? Frame. Right, I, but he has ridden one, mm-hmm. and I think if he feels like he could ride it, he'll go. But he may well have been on that test and be like, "Oh, that thing, I don't, I don't like that at all." <laughs> feels like a Honda. <laughs> it feels, yeah, feels like a dumb Honda. But I, at the same time, you know, he did not set the world on fire on the Kawasaki. It was the Yamaha bike that really allowed him to do what he's doing now. So, 
you know, it's it's just going to be interesting to see what he what he's what he just chooses to do because the choice is his. Do we agree there? I think that's a fair assumption. I'm I'm trying to think of who else could it be, you know, and and right now there is none. Um yeah, aside from looking at uh, a Moto2 talent that could move up, but I think that Yamaha's track record has shown them not necessarily to go that direction either. Yeah, I I I just I I just think yeah, you're talking about Pedro, right? Well, yeah, Pedro. I mean, and I don't think that, or I, even, I would or be even surprised if, I don't know. I don't know if I'd go that go qu- that quickly. Um, you know, I mean, it, I don't know. I know that uh, Itamitsu has um, Ayagura contracted, so I mean, I would imagine he's going to go that direction. Um, but even would would Yamaha even entertain trying to bring on Takaki uh, Nakagami? Um, over into that team um, if they only have two bikes on the grid next year. Do you think Yamaha would consider having a satellite team? I thought they were targeting to have an, uh, two more bikes on the grid for next year. For next year? Yeah, not this year, next year. Yeah. Huh. Well, I didn't hear that. Where did you hear that? What are your know. sources? I can't remember. It's been, I catch so much, so much back and forth. Oh. Probably the snapping snake, because that's your scour. biggest source of information. She's a good source. Yeah, no, she she claims that she's working, but we all know she's reading articles <laughs> about MotoGP and World Superbike. Which, by the way, tip of the cap to you, Napping Snake, because I like it. Um, but I, I was watching the, I was watching those uh, times from the, or looking at the times from the Portimao test, and I mm-hmm. was just like, man. <laughs> This dude is riding out of his mind, and you know he's a six-time world champion, and he's like, "What am I even here for?" To you know, I'm finishing third. I'm I'm riding under lap record pace, and I still can't beat these dudes. This is dumb. Um, but racing's a funny thing. Anything can happen. It only takes one crash, and we've seen it in MotoGP. It takes one crash, and the whole dynamic of the series changes. Right. Um. But I, I do, I do kind of hope for Johnny. Uh, I I do every year because you know I like Johnny Ray, um, but I don't have any issues with Top Rack or uh, Bautista either. Um, so the way too early pick for the world champion in World Superbike, who is it for you? I think Top Rack. I think Top Rack. You're going. You're going. Now. Top Rack is back. Yeah, I think so. All right, well, I'll go Bautista. You would. Yep, and if Johnny Ray wins it, we're both dumb. So. Right. So, so. Call, out to, uh, <laughs> so call, call out to MotorcycleSports.net um, as far as the Yamaha announcement goes, or the Yamaha. Uh, Massimo Marigali uh, made the comment that in 2023, we'll only have a factory team. It is certainly important to have a satellite team, and most likely, let's start thinking about it for 2024 at the beginning of next year. Massimo Marigali. Is that uh, Francesco, I'm, I'm sorry, um, Frankie's Morbidelli's? Is that for Morbidelli's crew chief? Because no, he Yamaha, was that's Maverick. That's team director. Oh, okay. Um, he doesn't know. 
Was he? No, no, no. Go ahead. You can continue trying to tear apart the my speculation for the the team. No, I, I they need it. I, honestly, I believe that they need it, and the grid for MotoGP honestly needs it. Yeah. Because if you think about, let's think about next year. So, okay, Taka Nakagami doesn't do great, and Morbidelli don't do great. We know they're both out. Well, who's going to fill their spots? Well, we know Ayagura's already got one. Pedro mm-hmm. Costa is the only other one that we think of coming up. We definitely aren't going to see Darren Bender back up there. No. Um, so, I mean, a Tony Arbolino could be a possible, um, but okay. I think Tony Arbolino really needs to step into it too. Uh, could you know, could could Chelsea Vietti get his act together from last year and possibly the world step- champion is going to move up, right? Like we're in yeah. agreement. Yeah. Okay. As long as it's not Isan Guevara, he's going to move up. We know Ayagura is going to move up. So that's two. But if neither one of those positions are Pedro Acosta, which Ayagura is obviously not Pedro Acosta, and he doesn't win the championship, Pedro is going to move up. The question is, where is Pedro going to go? There are no... I mean, uh, I guess Augusto Fernandez... Yeah, who gets left out, out in the cold? We saw that yeah. you know KTM yeah. holds no allegiances. Uh, you, they will oh, absolutely yeah. drop you out in the cold. Yeah, they don't care about your feelings. And, uh, you know, it, they can and, say whatever they want. could that possibly They'd... be the setup they have, you know, contracted... Paul Spargaro for an additional year. We used to have Paul Spargaro's contract was two years, though. It is two years. So that that blows that theory out of the water. Well, but uh, Augusto Fernandez is one year. That's the thing. Like if I'm if I'm if I'm Pedro, I'm watching all of that, right? Oh yeah, like watching, uh, absolutely. I'm and I'm like, mm, you know, my my good friend Remy, you just did him dirty. I think I think I'm out of there. You know, especially if your bike isn't great. So, but, you know, we'll we'll have to see. Uh, the goings-on will be interesting. Um, how do you think Gerloff's going to do on his BMW? I hope oh, phenomenal. Don't give me your hope. I hope oh, phenomenal. Boy. I'm afraid what we're going to see is another um, top 10 Gerloff that is inconsistent that's scared to go into turn one um and has phenomenal late race pace but just cannot get away from a black cloud a uh, rain cloud that follows him everywhere he goes hmm. Hmm. what about that's you where are you at moto america next year Oof. like that's that's what i think I just, I, I just, I, I, here's the truth. He could prove me wrong and I would love it. I would love to be wrong about that. But I, I just think, I think we've seen who Gerloff is. I think we've seen the best from him. I mean, can um, we, can we agree that he has performed better than Jake Gagne in World Superbike? Yeah, we can, but we have to give Jake Gagne a full year on a Yamaha. I mean, Jake Gagne right, had a fair. year. Yeah. Yeah, he had a year on the the Honda that was basically pedaling compared yeah, to everybody else. Yeah, that was a 600, else. yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was Nikki's bike, and the reason Nikki won in, in Malaysia in the rain was because he didn't have to change anything. He could go full power, <laughs> you know? Um, so, and his full power was just barely stronger 
than the rain setting for everybody else. But, you know, I, I, that does bring a good point about Jake Gagne because they just tested at Button Willow, and Gagne was, by two seconds, was faster than everybody else. It's not exciting to me. I, I mean, No, and, and then I, I'm like, oh, God. So this guy's flying. When you look at it, you're like, oh, Gagne's flying, and then he gets over into World Superbike, and you're like, oh, he's 13th, 14th. Yeah. Man, but you know he was beating um my boy, you know, and 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 from Ducati, and and he's still and now he's over there in the top ten. No, but I I just wanted to (laughs) make everybody think about it. But I, but Petrux is you know he's over there in the top ten. So I was like, I don't, I, I I just think. I said this to you today. Is is Moto America doing themselves a disservice by being on Dunlops? And I think I think the answer is yes. I think so. I, I think you have I, to stop I, chasing I, that. I, stop chasing that that partnership because it's simply an American partnership, and start looking at the racing series and developing a race series for the long haul. Now, as far as the developmental classes go, I'm okay. Leave leave the junior class. Well, that's what everybody else runs in yeah. developmental classes, yeah. Leave Let those guys. That. Well, except World Supersport. Where they run well, Pirelli's right, but they're across. all Pirelli, but yeah. yeah. So, uh, But that's that, that's where I'm coming from. Yeah, I Leave the developmental classes on the Dunlops. I think that's fine. Stick your, stick your top-level bikes on Pirelli's and see what happens. I... <laughs> I don't know what it is about Dunlop, but I, it's they they announced oh we got a new Q five out, and I'm like I don't care, I don't I don't care you. I just don't think they do well with superbike tires. Now I don't know if another series around the world uses Dunlop, um, like a superbike series like British Superbike. Are they on Pirelli as well? I thought British Superbike uh, used Bridgestone, but maybe I'm thinking oh, yeah. of the World Endurance Series and the the motorcycle. The World Endurance series. series I think is on Dunlop, aren't they? I thought those were also Bridgestones too. Oh, hang on. Go to the Google machines. Yep, and and I don't I don't know that. Parked so and that's term a, that's brought a, to you by Google. Uh, nope. See, British Superbikes Pirelli. Okay. So, All right. You, please don't try to correct me anymore. <laughs> um, um, but then. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. Let's see. Oh, so World Endurance Championship. Mm-hmm. Um, the WEC, they say they're running Goodyear Eagle Supersport race tires. That has to be a car, surely. So that was the Goodyear Eagles, obviously a car tire, but the, the World Superbike or the World Endurance Championship I see here runs on Bridgestone. So you okay. were correct about that. Um, but. It just it just does feel to me that we as a I, I I realize there are people that are you know beat the drum for Dunlop but I I would point to the results of our riders overseas um, and I realized that the Dunlop was a part of the Moto Two package for Bobier but that was not the same Dunlop that he's running over here right yeah um, so I don't know I maybe it's nothing but until we get a rider to go over and be successful like we used to do, um, I'm, I'm going to have that question. I mean, is that fair? 
I think so. Uh, we we talk about it all the time, though. It's rider infrastructure, facilities, infrastructure here in the United States, training, development, and then the overall buy-in, buy <clears throat> excuse me, and support of racing overall here, and the kind of funding that it receives are all behind behind the eight ball as far as um, trying to compete at the world level. Yeah, I, look, we and for sure we are. I, I think the fact that we're having a racing series is important, mm -hmm. and doing it however we have to do it, um, I guess uh, we we have to do. But we, I just don't think we're doing ourselves any favors. And but maybe maybe Pirelli just wants so much money to be a part of it that we just can't we can't do it. And Dunlop's, hey, we'll pick it up. Um, so. But I am curious as to why our our best rider by a wide margin can't compete on a world level when he did he did know the track and he was on his bike. The only difference was the tires. So mm -hmm. I think that speaks volumes. Honestly, I do. Um, but again, here we are, unqualified, biased, and uninformed opinions. Right. Right. That's it. So. But uh, but we do those we do them so well. Like I'm proud of them. I'm proud of them. Like we're we allowed know. to have them. <laughs> By the way, everybody, Bo gets really salty at me all the time, and I don't know why. I'm so nice to him. Uh, but let's talk about what we're getting ready to do in April. We're going to MotoGP to watch them in person. Your third trip out. Are you yeah. excited? I am. Um, goodness, uh, it it's been too long already, right? I mean, it's yeah, yeah. I can't believe it's already been a, another year. You know, since we've since we've gone, um, this will be my third trip to Austin, and um, that was certainly hoping and praying. This is something that I can continue to do year after year. Uh, it's just a good time all around. Um, good folks. I mean, last time, what do we? Uh, I think a bottle of Tito's was was gone before we even made it to before we even checked into the hotel. The Tito's was gone. Yeah. Um, that's and that's when you know it's going to be a good weekend. <laughs> yeah. Like you're like, okay, let's get it going. And you know, we we did, but it, of course, you know, our, our man Nick didn't go this year because he's doing something like going to Italy or some nonsense. Which is dumb. He, Who does that? Nick. Nick. Nick did it. I mean, um, yoga in Italy is the same as yoga in Texas. It's all that's what I try to tell him. Yoga is yoga, my man. But he he's insistent that he was going to go um, to Italy and, you know, hang out with his folks. Now, he is going to go for a few weeks, so I'll give it to him. That's, that's not cheap. I've yeah, been there. It's, right. it's not cheap, so we'll just... Uh, let him live his own life and enjoy it, I guess. But um, and ridicule him openly over the internet yes, for it. Yes, absolutely. We're going to ridicule him. But that's listen. That's what friends do. That's who we are. He knew it whenever he signed up for it. So, yeah. Well, I had this discussion. I was just in. I was just in Austin, Texas, as you know, uh, for work, and um, I was having this discussion with a with a, a female coworker, and she was like, "I just wish that you know." my group of friends could hang out like you and your group of friends. And I was like, what do you mean? And she said, you guys give each other a hard time all the time. 
Like it's it's always funny. It's always a joke. She said, and you guys go do these things, and I guarantee you, she said, I'm guessing that you guys don't stop making fun of each other. I'm like, no, never. <laughs> and and she's like, right, but you don't have the drama like so-and-so's mad at so-and-so because she said this, and she obviously meant it at me. And I was like, no, <laughs> we don't have any of that. Everybody, <laughs> everybody knows that we're there to have fun and that you're going to get made fun of, and that's how it goes. If you can't handle it, don't go. And and so she's like, yeah, it's just not that way with my group of friends. And I was like, oh, I'm sad for you. Your I, I life is the, terrible. I think the most, the deepest cut that we uh, we can inflict upon each other in our group is, uh, it's all in in uh, two words. You're slow. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I it's think you, true. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I think, I think you're right. It It is the truth. Like it's so different for people like you and me being a part of this small motorcycle community, right? Like it really is. Um, and I, I just love it. I, I love that, you know, um, we can give each other a hard time and have a good time, but we still support each other. Yeah. yeah. You know, th- there is definitely support as well. It's not all negative and, you know, snarky comments, it's ninety five percent negative yeah, it's, and snarky I mean, comments. A lot of snarky comments. <laughs> uh, right. Let's not paint an angle. If we're gonna paint no, the picture, no, let's no. be accurate. Yeah. Right? No, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> this is not. This is not all roses and butterflies over here. But I think the the difference is there's a genuine um, kinship because we're both a part of the motorcycle community and with our friends. You know, that's something that when we're out in the world is just not that common and you don't realize it till you get out in the world and people will say, Oh, you ride a motorcycle. And we're like, yeah. They're like, oh, like a Harley. No, I, you know, I ride on track and I do these things. And they're like, I'm sorry. What do you do? What do you mean? Like a dirt bike? N- n- no, not, yeah, a, not yeah. like a dirt bike. Um, although I do ride a dirt bike. I like dirt bikes, but not, no, that's not what I'm saying. And it is hard for people, I, I think. And so when you find people that are in that world with you that get your jokes um, and get that are interested in the things that you're interested in, like I can't I can't text anybody and say, man, did you see that dumb-looking fairing from Honda today? <laughs> Except you and Nick right, yeah, and yeah. maybe our friend Dan. Yep. Like, that's it. But the rest of the world's like... Um, what's a what, fairing? Did you mean what? to, yeah, what's a fairing? <laughs> did you mean to send this to me? You know, so it's it just is what it is. I I just enjoy. I think um, this year, especially coming up, I I've been thinking about it a lot because of uh, you know a lot of people weren't going to Austin that had gone before, and I was like, man, it's it's just hard to find a core group of folks that just like to do it. Like for me, I do it every year. I've done it every year since Coda has been there. Every year, I've been to every single race. That Coda has held. I mean, every one of them, and 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 a lot of people are like, "That's a waste of money," but not to me, it, you know. It's, and yeah, it's I, I don't the think experience it is. for me. It, well, and it's not so. It's not. It's not just the race experience. You know, you just alluded no. to what it is. It's that tight knit community and spending yep. time with those folks and and cutting up. You know, those ninety five percent snarky remarks and all day. Every All day. Then. But you know what you know what's crazy is that people trusted me to send me 
money for two tickets. A guy that they had they would see three days a year. Yeah. Yep. They trusted me with their money, like thousands of dollars. Well, there's a reason behind that, though, is they might not know where you live, but they know just how loud you are and where you're going to be in April. They know so they're yeah, going to find absolutely. you, they're, right? They're going to find me. Absolutely. But I just, I, when they were sending me the money, everybody's Venmoing me like $3,000, $4,000. And I'm like, this is crazy. This is crazy. I had $20,000 of other people's money in my pocket or in my <laughs> bank account. It's just like, it's crazy. And, 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 but, but it shows me the kinship, right? Like I said, it's yeah, the kinship 100%. and the community of it. They're like, this is a good dude who likes what I like. He says he's going. He's there every year. I trust that he's going to be there. Mm. You don't get that a lot in today's world. Like I don't, I don't know of anybody in my life outside of the people that were going to our, you know, to see the suite yeah, that we're yeah. in that are in there every year that I would trust that way. You know, I, I I mean, I have some good friends I trust with the money, but I'm talking about people that I, I see three days a year. That's it. Right, right, right. And, and you know what I mean? So I don't know. I, I it's just, it's just so, it's such a great thing for me to be a part of it. Um, because you do, because everyone you likes you, we understand, we get it. Let's move on. Oh, right. Well, who, like, don't, don't say let's move on. This is good. But I, but <laughs> for, for for me, because I, I think being a part of that community means a lot to me, personally. And um, I, like it does to you, and like it does yeah, to your wife, yeah. and like it does to the people we're in the suite with. Being a part of that community is a big deal. And it's it's really one of the best communities I think I've ever really come across and been a part of, or definitely been a part of, but even just experienced. And uh, I like it a lot. So, um, you know, we're going to we're going to do it. I sent you a little picture of some uh, barbecue that be waiting on you when we get there. Did that make you long for Austin? Made me jealous. Yeah, I mean, I was a little upset. I mean, you, yeah, you got a four letter word reply back. Um, oh, I did. Yeah, I did. I did. It was yeah. it was one of those snarky comments we're talking about. <laughs> um, snarky comments. Yeah, ninety five percent in action. <laughs> That's right. But you know, I think uh, we're going to have a great time. Uh, I. I hope one day that we can do this more than once a year um, and maybe do it like do the Austin race, of course, because that's what we mm-hmm. got to do. Yeah, it's a staple. But then, you know, one of my dreams is to visit Kazakhstan. <laughs> so 2024 is the year of bucket list, right? We're going to be checking oh them off. Oh, my gosh. Right? Yo. Huh. Um, well, I, I, I mean, you know, how much am, does it cost to get to Kazakhstan? Eight, ten dollars? <laughs> I think camel rides are fairly cheap, though, right? Like we can we can I, get in there one way. Do they even have camels in Kazakhstan? Do you do know they? where Kazakhstan it, is? Where's it at? Is it? You, I, I'm pretty north. sure you don't know where Kazakhstan. Is. I haven't I haven't broken out my globe in the past few years. No, too. Oh my, my god, a bit uh, a bit rusty. Oh my god. I will yeah, say though, so, you know, I am going to uh, Barcelona later in the year with my wife. Um, that's going to be a tremendous trip. I'm very jealous. Yeah, we're we're pretty excited about it. Um, we, you know, obviously we can't. We we got there. We we went the um, the VIP Village uh, route again. You know, as well. Um, but they only um, do it for two days, though. Am I right? Yeah, you're right. And that's what that that kind of that's a little tough. And that's a tougher pill to swallow than the Austin trip. Um, but. Uh. 
we're you know we're hoping that it's still pretty fun because we can't get in. I think it'll be fun, man. Um, and, You'll yeah, see a lot of foreigners, uh, like you know, people from other countries will be there, and it'll be it'll be fun. Well, it'll that's be what I've heard from Bar- about Barcelona. Is Barcelona is kind of like the like a like a hub of multicultural oh, yeah. everywhere. Yeah. You know, so there's a lot of yeah. English speaking folks there. Too. Yeah, yeah it's, absolutely. It's, it's a really really big, uh, broad area to be in. So we're we're gonna be there for a few days. Uh, probably about nine days, I think, is what we've got in country there, um, or wow. in Barcelona, um, and then we'll be leaving the day after the race. So, um, what's it like to be rich? I'll let you know one day when I get when if Sheba oh. explodes, right? Oh wow! Um, okay, well, yeah, keep waiting for that. But Kazakhstan, just so you know, from now on, you don't sound like an idiot. Is <laughs> formerly a part of. The Soviet Union. Oh, so it's cold up that way then. All right. Right. Um, doesn't mean there are no camels. It just means it just means it's cold. It's, it's not, not in the, in the death. Yeah, it's not in the middle of the Middle East. Yeah. Um, it's closely. It, and I say closely, but it's bordered by uh, Kyrgyzstan or Kyrgyzstan or Uzbekistan, Turkmenistan. Um, and then Tajikistan is not touching it, but it's right there. So lots of those former Soviet countries right there together. But I, I do wish you a lot of fun in Barcelona. I think you're going to love it. Um, it will be a tremendous, tremendous trip. Um, but really, man, I think we've got some stuff to, we're, we're really just talking because we want to talk, but we're really just waiting for this weekend. So we would try to talk till this weekend was over, you know? Yeah, um, definitely. and I, I cannot wait cause I'm going to be watching this test. Uh, honestly, um, because I want to see what the times are. I want to see what we think. And I think we might revise if we want to, we can revise our picks for world champ. Um, no, we, see, we locked them in. We, that, that was, well, we're locked filter. in. Yeah. We're locked well, in. Well then, let's go ahead and I don't even remember set up. Who I picked either. So let's go ahead and set up a a bet, a bet for Uh-oh. Austin. Let's okay. set up a bet for Austin right now. <laughs> all now, right, all right. I'm going to write here's this down. So I don't. Yeah, absolutely. So here's what we're going to do. Right. I, I've been thinking about this. So we've got our game that we already play for the Biagi. Right. And the Biagi, which is a I, napkin, um, a, a headband oh, that wow. everyone tries I, to I, wear as a, a shirt. Well, the truth about Viaggi is that it is a Crayola crayon. <laughs> it is made of crayon. And that's what it feels like. It really does. So anyway, let me get back to what I was saying. So I thought about this. And what I want to do is we are going to pick two. We're each going to pick a racer. And the racer that finishes highest at Circuit of the Americas, uh, will the, the loser... We'll have to uh, wear a shirt of the winner's choosing, like not like size wise, although that might be funny, but more or less the the content, shirt, the t shirt, the content, content. Right, we're going right. to buy, it. and then we have to wear that, and you have to do uh, social. We have to do and take pictures of yourself in the shirt, and we're going to do some social media posts with it. We're wearing this, so we're wearing this after Austin. Then, so it's the outcome of Austin is right. Right okay. now, if you wanted to make it interesting, the outcome of we could do something so that someone would have to wear a shirt. And now listen, the loser also has to buy the shirt. But the <laughs> <laughs> so here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna walk around, 
uh, and and we're gonna pick out the shirt that like for you and me, we're gonna pick out the shirt that we think you would be least likely to wear, like the one you would hate the most, and then once that is decided, then you get the get to wear the shirt. So um, is this shirt only motorcycle content related? So the least yes, likely? yes, so yeah, oh, okay, yeah, All so right. yeah, so okay. we're we're what I'm saying is we're gonna go and buy you your favorite rider shirt. I already know what I'm buying you, I know. so yeah. yeah, yeah. But the thing is, is like I think we should have a bet before Austin even for another one where you have to wear the shirt. The loser has to wear the shirt that they had to buy. For Austin. Like, you have to wear it on Friday at Austin. <laughs> Would that be cool? You want to do it? So, what is that one based off of? What's that shirt based off of? Like, what performance? Oh, it's based off Portugal. Oh, goodness. Okay. Yeah, right. and we have to do it before the test because we are literally covering our eyes and shooting in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> so, who do you have winning... The Portuguese race. Now, let's let's set some barriers because obviously I know where you would go. You would go with Oliveira. No. Yeah, but let's do the same thing we do with Austin and that it can't be an American rider, so it can't be a Portuguese rider, and it can't be a past winner at that track. Oh, okay. Yeah, so this is not to win. This is to finish highest. Right, right. So, right. right. And we're not we're not doing any of the crashes or qualifying any of that. We're doing strictly, strictly race, race fit in. Right. And if both crash out, the one that crashed second wins. Like the first crasher loses. Fair? Fair. Whoever makes it uh, further finishes the race. Yeah, it's exactly right. Exactly right. Okay. Oh my. Let's do it. All right. Okay. So who do you have shot in the dark? <laughs> oh now, gosh. Yeah, so who, um, back PT in 2020. One, I'm taking Joanne Mir. Joanne Mir? Yep. Oh, well, I'm going Mark Marquez. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Hope oh, I can't. dreams are riding on HRC for both of us. Man, it's arguably the the team that we pick on the <laughs> most. <laughs> All I know is you're about to have an HRC Polo Spargaro shirt, <laughs> and you're about to wear that thing on Friday. You're gonna love it. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! So here's what I'm gonna do after that race. I'm gonna send you a link with that shirt, <laughs> and you have to order it. <laughs> It's doubly painful. Is that fair? Are we That's having a fair. good time? We'll do it. Listen, we got to spice this thing up, and uh, and I love to gamble. I don't know if you've noticed, but I love it. No, so, I couldn't tell. Yeah, no. This is this is the most fun I've had starting a year in a long time. But I think uh, I think this will be good. So write it down. Joan Mir for Bo, Mark Marquez for Jason, for the highest finish. For the Friday T-shirt at Austin, and then in Austin, the highest finisher is uh, str- 
Oh, gosh. You have to do social media posts in a different shirt. So you might have two Polis Bargaro shirts. <laughs> I'm afraid if I tried to squeeze into the Biazzi jersey, that might be the last time anyone ever tries it. Well, you know what? Everything comes to an end at some point because if you lose, we're putting that thing on. It will be so tight. It may turn into a jacket at that point. Or, or we may. I'm, I'm going to bring a, some. I'll bring some scissors in case we got to cut it off. Yeah, <laughs> but we might. We really might not be able to get that on you because it is really schmedium. <laughs> um, but uh, we'll figure out something else. If you lose, we'll dash over to the market area, and we'll get you something else. A third Polis Bargro shirt. <laughs> oh my god! You know what? No. Maybe an Alasia Spargaro. What if the Spargaro brothers have a shirt together? <laughs> oh, this just keeps getting better. Oh, man. Well, listen, everybody. You've heard the bets. You've heard what we're doing. I hope you tuned in. I hope you're having as good a time as we are, and you're going to keep up with it because seeing Bo in three different Spargaro jerseys, whether it's Alasia, Pole, or the brother's jersey. <laughs> or the brother's I mean, Spargaro. <laughs> yeah, or the brother's Spargaro is amazing. But if you're out there riding this weekend, uh, I know some people have been going down to Jennings. Please keep that rubber side down, that shiny side up. If you're on the street, do the same. Follow us on social media, at Parked and Turn 1 on Instagram and Facebook, uh, because we will be posting that stuff, and then we'll post some stuff through the through the week now that once we're getting cranked up. And but I'm I've done it all I need to do tonight. I've made fun of Bo, gotten my fill, <laughs> and uh, I've had a good time thinking about these bets because they're so funny to me. But um, Bo, I th- that's about all I got. How about you? That is it. Uh, you guys tune into the test this weekend, and then check back next week with us because we'll be talking about it. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to talk about it, but. Uh, I am desperately on the hunt for an Aspargaro Brothers t-shirt. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) I found it. Um, But, uh, yeah. Until next time, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm Jason, a.k.a. Captain Novice. We'll see you next, next week. Have a good one, guys.